Typically, when people think about horse racing, they tend to think of the crowds cheering on their favorite horses. They think of betting and the feeling of losing a race. While this is accurate, it only scratches the surface of what it means to go to the races. The hundreds of people working behind the scenes at a track show a hidden side of racing that is hardly shown to those outside the industry. Hi, I'm your host, Nathaniel Stenchever, and this is inside the industry. In these episodes, we'll dive into the racing industry and talk about its pros and cons as seen from all who attend and who oppose the industry. One of the biggest reasons why people oppose horse racing is because of the controversy over ethics of horse racing. It just sounded like even more cutthroat than like showmanship was and like even when I did like Coon County Fair showmanship when I was a bit older. There were stories of girls like trying to like poison each other's horses and stuff, and that was already crazy. And then with racing, it was like, oh yeah, like a horse will break its leg in the middle, barely rehabilitate it, and then they'll get it out as quickly as possible again. That's Kate Ewing, a journalism student at the University of Arizona. Kate has owned horses most of her life in a more personal setting, working on more showmanship and casual style of riding wasn't positive all of those things I was hearing was true, but then a personal experience I also had was I used to help rehabilitate horses as part of my club. And like we had one horse um, that we named Sabina and she was like a beautiful horse, but she was horribly abused and she came from racing, like industry originally. With the industry having so many scary stories, it begs the question, how are horses being treated and checked for injuries at these tracks. University of Arizona student, Hannah Paul, a vet assistant at the local Rito horse track, fills us in on this burning question. On race days, we have something called pre-race exams. So this takes place in the morning from about 7.30 a.m. to 12. And this is something where all the horses have to go through it on race day. And we look for signs of lameness, signs of sickness, everything just to like make sure they're okay with it and they'll run well. So one of the first things we'll do is we'll call like, okay, race one, come up and get your pre-race exam. So all the horses will come up. It's about maybe two or three minute long exam. And we will have them, the veterinarian will look for signs in the legs. One of the main things is the tendons underneath the knee. The superficial flexor tendon and the deep digital flexor tendon, he'll palpate those, he'll move the leg, he'll look at the joints. So we wanna make sure the joints are flexible enough because that can be a sign of injury. So they wanna make sure that the horse is alert, healthy. If there's something off, you can normally tell. Normally we don't test for fevers or anything. Normally the grooms will test for that stuff in the morning and look the horse over. We just kind of make sure that they're acting normal and everything like that. With vets trying to keep horses safe before the race, Rito has also implemented ways to monitor the horse's health during a race. Haley Schiffer, a University of Arizona alumni and assistant general manager of Rito, shed some light on this newfound technology. So Stride Safe is a little biometric sensor that goes under the horse's saddle towel when they're racing and it collects data throughout the race and feeds that data into a computer system that StrideSafe has provided for us and gives us a red, a stoplight-like reading. So green means 
all the strides were good. Orange means there was a comp compromise somewhere, and red means that the horse either travels really wonky or something could possibly be wrong. Right now, the system is calibrated to track five strides in the straightaway and five strides in a turn. Rideau Park has the opportunity to collect quarter horse data because the difference between thoroughbreds and quarter horses is quarter horses mainly just run in a straight line as hard and as fast as they can, where thoroughbreds will make turns and go around the track. Stride safe has never been used on quarter horses, so we're feeding them data so they can calibrate it for quarter horse racing. And we've had some pretty interesting results from it. I actually had a trainer come up to me and his horse popped a red light, which meant something was wrong. She traveled weird at some point. And he said, if we had never told him that the system said something was wrong with her, they would have never gotten her looked at the vet and they would have never realized her teeth needed to be done because the vet was hurting her mouth. And that's why she was having so many issues throughout the race. And he's like, without stride safe, we would have never known to look. So we're getting a lot of good feedback from it and it's really helping out. So stride safe is still fairly new. To, they tested it last summer at Belmont Park, um, actually throughout several New York racetracks, things at Belmont Park and Saratoga, and they tested it on 20,000 horses. Um, and then it came to Rito, and we're using it on quarter horses, and then it's going to Churchill Downs um, during the Derby meet to be used on all of those horses, and they're gonna use Churchill Downs to calibrate it for morning training. We were gonna try and do that, but we don't have the manpower to stay on top of it, unfortunately. So we're gonna help them out with that. It's still fairly new, so I think with the popularity of this, I mean, some tracks, we don't know if it'll ever get there because like first racing tracks, San Anita, Gulfstream, Golden Gate, Pimlico, they're putting in AI cameras that track the horses in real time and send an alert in real time where Stride Safe is an after the fact warning. So there's all these different new technologies coming out with this and it's really cool to be a part of this well, our innovation that in equine safety. With horse racing, there are more ethical problems than just the health and safety of the horses. There's also the willingness of the horse to run a full race under their own power without a jockey having to encourage them the whole race. I think for something like this, where it's to do with animals like a horse and they have no autonomy. They can't say whether they're like wanting to actually be part of this situation or not. And we do that with like other animals and I don't like really any of those industries. I guess that's kind of, it's like a blanket statement. Like dog racing for the most part, I'm not a huge fan of, or like there's a reason like we don't allow like dog fights anymore and stuff like that. Like it's unethical and you can't, choose as that animal to like not participate versus sports that deal with people where you are signing up for what you're doing for the most part there's like ethical questions there too but for the most part you are saying like yeah i might get injured I might go in when i shouldn't be or i might get paid off or whatever humans are humans and they're making these decisions and they have the cognitive ability for the most part to do so so i feel like that's where the line that i kind of draw is like if the the main subject of your sport or your thing can't even agree to do it and then are being perpetually injured or have these problems or retired in unethical ways like and just end up getting killed if they're no longer used like things like that even if it's a small percentage it shouldn't happen so i think that's where i think it's like it's different the counterclaim in horse racing is that horses love to run and they are bred to run in the industry 
Secretariat, a Triple Crown winner, is a prime example that many use to show this. He was always described as a horse that just loved to run, and that was why he was so successful. However, where do we decide the line between enjoyment for the horse and overworking? I think all these creatures naturally have the, the potential to enjoy these activities. Like, they have energy they need to exert. They, like, you should have, like, huge property or allow your horse to, like, get exercise going and taking them on a ride or doing those things. Those are all positive, and yeah, they're, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not really shocked to hear that there might be several animals who enjoy it or do it. I think it comes down to, like, regulations or making sure people don't abuse that, like, animals of desire or ability or whatever. I think, like, yeah, obviously animals, for the most part, probably are, like, cool, but, like, like, looking at greyhounds, like, the amount of greyhounds that are, like, bred for racing or whatever, and then experience, like, horrible trauma from, like, the, the release, like, being in the box and then being released for the race, like, a lot of them end up having neurological damage or, like, issues and, like, like get rehomed with just people and then they like struggle for years but in the beginning they liked it but it's like the way that we deal with these animals for these like sports often creates irreversible damage over time with what looks like so many ethical issues inside the industry kate tried to find some solutions i think just because i'm not super well versed in all of our codes and regulations it's hard to say like what needs to be added but from like what i've read or what i've seen or like animal activist groups that fight against it i think it probably comes down to like they have to have someone constantly overseeing like who i i can't remember if it's like race tracks like people race their own horses to the it would just be like important to do like frequent health checks on the horses. I'm sure they already do that, but like by people who can't like drive maybe, like making sure that every horse is in condition and not going past like the limit that's unacceptable. I just I think there's a level of it though that makes me go by maybe it's best to get rid of it because the industry is also intertwined with like other vices like gambling or like competitiveness or things like that. Like most industries, but like it's so prevalent in the racing industry. It makes me go, I don't know how when money is such a pivotal point of it, if they could ever do enough to like actually make it safe. However, it's hard to get rid of an industry so deeply rooted in the economy and such a pivotal part of hundreds of thousands of lives. When you really look at horse racing, you have to think about not just the job, not just the horses actually running, you have to think about the jobs that go into those horses. And it's the trainers, the grooms, the jockeys, the farrier, the horseshoe maker, the guy who grows the grain, the guy who cuts the grain, the guy that bags the grain, the person who comes up with the special feed, the hay man. It's like, when you think about horse racing, it's like, it's not just what goes on at the racetrack. And, you know, we have accountants and security guards and, you know, bartenders and mutual tellers. And it's like this giant community, but it's so much more than that, that manifests in other industries. Like the agricultural industry feeds a lot from horses and 
So I think that's why horse racing is still relevant to a key is because these horses, one horse can provide like, I think the number was like 200 jobs just to, you know, keep that horse fed and watered and happy. You know, it's a lot of people think of it as just, well, it's just horse racing. What happens at the track? No, it's what happens outside the track. That the fuel guy that fills the water, that brings the fuel for the water truck and the guy who made the fuels that we can put in the water truck. A lot of people don't think about that. The industry is not only rooted in the economy, but also has roots here at the University of Arizona, as we have a partnership with the Rieto Horse Track through the Race Track Industry Program. So the one thing that we love about Rieto is that every year the University of Arizona students from the Race Track Industry Program, the Equine Science Department, the Veterinary Science Department, even in the last couple years, the Journalism and um, TV Department majors they come to the track and they can have hands-on experience working there. Our TV, our camera people are all students. The vet team, vet tech assistants, they're all students. I was a student at one time. The, our photographer's a student. It's really cool to get that hands-on experience and have on your resume that I actually did this. Not I want to do this, but I actually did this. Student writes the condition book and writes all the races. Students take entries. It's all hands-on, real-life experience that they're gaining and getting paid and have a job for. There's 20 to 25 students at a time there at Rio Park. We uh, have students that come in on Wednesdays and Thursdays and do entries. We have um, a couple vet techs that come to morning training. You know, I'm there every day because, you know, management doesn't stop on race when race day ends. Throughout the week, we probably have four to five students that are at the track at any given time. With so much controversy, Haley asks our viewers to go to a track around the U.S. and make your own decisions on what you see. You have to look past. For someone who's never experienced horse racing, I suggest going to the track once. I don't care if it's Santa Anita or if it's Rito. I don't care if it's the Kentucky Derby or the Breeders' Cup or just some random weekday. You know, every experience at the racetrack can be different. I've been to Breeders' Cup after Breeders' Cup and ever, and I've been to the quietest Wednesday at Santa Anita I think I can remember. Racing, you have to just experience it for what it is and understand that we're not all bad. There's bad apples in every sport and not all of us are with those bad apples. And horse racing is just something that you just have to experience it. And I think Rito really provides that atmosphere. I mean, my aunt, my great aunt had never been to the races before and she came to Rito um, this past weekend. And she was like, this place is amazing. I've never been to a horse race. And she loved the atmosphere and how amazing it was. And it's just, you have to look past the negative and be like, we're not all bad. We don't want horses to break down. We don't want them to get hurt. We don't like it when they die, to just be blunt about it. We don't like it. We do everything we can to prevent that, which is why Rito and Human is Stride Safe. So if anyone who's ever been in horse racing, please go at least once and form your own opinion about it. What you read on the internet versus what you see at the track are gonna be two different things, no matter what I say or what anyone else says. With so many problems, Horse racing is and will continue to be the center of controversy. With both sides having merit, it will take some time to find a version of the industry that everyone can agree upon. For now, I encourage you to go to a track near you and experience all that is offered and formulate your own opinion on if horse racing is okay or not. That's all from this episode of Inside the Industry.
Special thanks to Haley Schiffer, Kate Ewing, and Hannah Paul, as well as music by Dark Trail by Caffeine Creek Band, as well as music by Julie Uish, Country Dream, Country Ballad.